Welcome to this week's edition of Everything Fast Pitch by Fast Pitch Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range Podcast Studio getting ready to record episode number 294. We have a really good show lined up for you this week. In our warm-up segment, we're going to talk about our City of the Week, Player of the Week, Equipment Tip of the Week, and we have a really fun Did You Know, a great listener question, and of course, Paige's Power Play. In our lead-off topic, we're going to talk about some NCAA terms, uh, something that uh, uh, a recent listener has, has asked about uh, when it relates to recruiting. We're going to start to work our way through the list of confusing th- ways that they try to describe what's really going on in recruiting. In our cleanup topic, we're going to talk about the impact of negative comments and how that can snowball and really be bad for a team. In our action coach coaching tip of the week, Coach Don Davis is going to be with us this week to talk about developing your employees, which is sort of like developing your players. So before we get into all that stuff, First, let's talk about our sponsors. First, the Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus 9 rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And again, make sure you take advantage of that EFP20 discount. That's a great way for you to help support the podcast and also to save that additional 20%. Christmas is just around the corner, and we want you to save that additional 20% when you make that Christmas purchase. Tori, that, that's a great buy for all those products. Um, Anderson's making incredible bats and gloves, and to get 20% off is yeah, it's a pretty already, sweet deal. It's already yeah. affordable, and then to save that additional yeah. 20%, you want to help support us, that's a great way to do it and still get a great deal on something that you really need to begin with. And check out the good equipment, yep. All right, so speaking of supporting the podcast, let's talk about patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. First off, we want to say thank you very much to Dalton Bragg. Dalton is our newest patron. Uh, Dalton, thank you very much for coming on board and supporting the podcast. And one of the things that we talk about week after week is, you know, the patrons are the people that have kept this podcast alive. They're the people that have uh, kept the wheels spinning. And uh, we're always excited to add somebody new to the list. We would be out of business a long time ago if we hadn't uh, started with Patreon. And what we're hoping is that more people will follow Dalton's lead and uh, decide to support the podcast. It's five, ten, or twenty dollars a month, but that adds up really quickly when we start to get into the. You know, the number of patrons that we'd like to have, you know, that five or ten, you know, turns into a, a pretty sizable chunk of money. The reality of it is there's just a lot of expenses in putting this together with equipment and the technology and the services and things like that that we need. And so it's a really cool thing if people see value in what we're doing and want to help us support it. We appreciate it greatly. Thanks, Dalton. Yep. So, so, Don... We talked a couple weeks now about Magic Mind, and something that I've noticed now that I've been in the trenches with it for a few weeks is, you ever have that feeling where it's like you know you're working on something, you're trying really hard to get it done, but it's like your mind just keeps darting around, wandering? That's something that I've noticed. uh, I've I've found my productivity to be way improved. I've talked about this the, the first couple of times. I go into any of these things very skeptically because I'm just, you know, somebody, you got to show me that it's going to make a difference before I believe it really will. But when it comes to being able to stay on task and get something done, I've been really impressed with Magic Mind. It's, you know, very affordable product. It's something that I think is going to make a difference in your everyday life. It's something that we're really excited to have them involved with the podcast. And so if you're interested in trying Magic Mind for yourself, you can go to their website, which is www.magicmind.com. 
slash fast pitch. And then when you make your order, you enter fast pitch 20. That's your discount code. That's going to save you 20% on either a one-time purchase or the subscription. And again, I'm sold a hundred percent. No, we talked about the idea that everyone that we work with, all the sponsors and people that are part of the podcast are people that we know for sure. And we believe in what they're doing and, and, and really want to support the, their products. And, and magic mind is the, the new part of the team. Tori just, just drank mine this morning actually too. And, uh, tastes pretty good uh it's easy because it's in a small bottle and you can take it with you like i did today and had it with my cup of coffee yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's the you know the the ease of it is something else that's really you know a nice thing it's, it's a small enough package you can put it in your pocket and take it with you if you think you might need a little help getting through the day you know my morning routine is is my magic mind and it's uh keeping me from drinking quite as much uh, Mountain Dew and, and Diet Coke and things like that in the morning. So I think it's got a lot of benefits. So again, it's www.magicmind.com slash fast pitch, and then use that fast pitch 20 discount. They're on our warm-up segment is sponsored by Bittinger and Styles DDS. They're located in Webster, Mass., longtime supporters of this podcast. If you have any dental needs at all and you're in the Ma- Webster, Mass. area, contact the folks at Bittinger and Styles. They'll be happy to take care of you. And just mention to them that uh, you found out about them by uh, listening to the Everything Fast Pitch podcast. But on our city of the week this week, Don, is Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. We're getting a little closer to home this week. That's uh, awesome. I know they're probably still playing plenty of ball right there. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. the, the fall season, now that we're getting close to the holidays, is going to be wrapping up for most parts of the country. A lot of people, I think, will be taking a little bit of a break. You know, Charlotte's one of those places that, you know, this part of the country... And we've got, you know, I guess signature cities, places that are uh, very well known nationally that have a lot of reputation. It's a place I've been to many, many times. It's a great city. It's a great softball city. Been there to play and, and coach when I was coaching and then to recruit. Um, a lot of great softball in that area, and it's a, it's a fun place to visit. So it's one of those win-win situations. There's some places that you go take your team to play, and you're going there to play. Right. And there's some places that you take your team to play that you can actually have some fun and do some good stuff and, and see go, some things. Go and, check it out. Yeah. And there's actually something there to see besides the softball field. And, and Charlotte's definitely one of those places. So uh, obviously to see the numbers jump in a big city like Charlotte, it is exciting because it means a lot more people listened. You know, when we're talking about you know, percentages going up, that means more than one or two people decided to jump on board this week. And so we're always asking our listeners to find somebody in your life that's a fast pitch person that might not be listening yet, get them hooked up with the podcast. And obviously the people in Charlotte did a great job of spreading the word and getting people on board. We certainly do appreciate that. Fun for us to see the numbers jumping and the more people we reach, the happier we are. Keep sharing it. So Don, our player of the week this week comes to us from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Come on, for real? For Calgary? real. For I real. Isla Wedgie Wedge, her nickname is Wedgie, um, is the player of the week. reason that her coach monitor nominated is that uh, she just had an overall amazing season. Her U13 Vipers out of Calgary had a 19-1 regular season. They won a couple of different tournaments, placed really highly in the provincials. It's uh, like a state. Yeah, kind yep. of the state championship. Yeah. Um, but she's a pitcher, uh, just started playing a few years ago during the uh, COVID uh, shutdown, and now a couple of years later is you know really taking her game to a whole nother That's level. That's awesome, yeah. Um, but she's just one of those things, you know, kids that we talk about all the time that uh, you know, they're having success on the field, but the moral to the story and the thing that all the coaches keep coming back to is how that success on the field is tied to their passion, their love of the game, how hard they're working, how committed they are. And, you know, to me, it's... Uh, you know, something that we want to always keep in perspective. Softball is not one of those games that just because you're a great athlete, you can have great success with. You know, the 
you know, obviously having some athletic ability is a bonus, but you know, the, the most gifted athlete can be very frustrated in our game if they don't have a good work ethic. And so to see a kid like Isla, you know, working really hard, making a point of, you know, being committed to her game and to, to helping her team be successful is always a cool thing. And so we want to say congratulations to Wedgie Wedge. I'm kind of curious about that nickname. You know, That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, but uh, but but definitely a cool nickname. But Isla, I want to say congratulations. You're the fast pitch player of the week, and we want to recommend and uh, and please ask all of our listeners to find a player in your life that you want to nominate. Um, everybody knows somebody that's worthy of recognition. We're in a really good stretch right now. We've had a pretty consistent run of players being nominated, uh, but we always are on that roller coaster where we'll go for you know a month or two and get nothing but nominations. And then we'll have a couple of weeks in a row where nobody gets nominated. And we just want to keep that momentum up. So you reach out to us at everything fastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. Either one of those email addresses will work. You know, just a couple of sentences, a couple of paragraphs about the player and why you want her to be recognized. Um, and then coach Don and I will sort it out. All right. So Don, equipment tip of the week. Let's talk about the square cuts training discs. Tori, the discs is getting down to the wire for Christmas gifts, right? And this is one of those gifts that, you know, I'm sure that we'd be able to get them out there in time, and it's something different. It's uh, a product, I think, Tori, that everybody's going to find a neat use for. We created it as a hitting uh, tool, and it's uh, been super in regards to providing variety and, you know, just a product that's a little unique and different. I'm excited when when people order them and and we're sharing them because I really do think they're a good product. Yeah, no, it's something uh, we we came up with uh, several years ago, kind of started knocking around an idea of a tool that a player could use that would really be beneficial, that they don't necessarily need to have a coach or somebody there watching every single swing they take, but still get something out of it. And so we came up with the Square Cuts training discs. If you go to the fastpitchprep.com website, that's where you can order them, but it's also where you can have access to our YouTube channel. And the YouTube channel's got a couple of short little videos that pretty much explain the design of the disc and what it's supposed to tell you as a hitter. And the thing that I love about it is that it is absolutely, you know, 100% tattletale. It's going to, if you hit the ball squarely, if you hit the disc squarely, it flies one way. If you don't hit it squarely, it doesn't fly the way we want it to. And the reason that's so important is my experience is that the vast majority of hitters leave a little bit on the table. They, they don't quite get all the power that they're creating, all the energy that they're creating into the ball because they're not truly square to it when they hit it. Having a way to get that last little bit, you know, I tell hitters all the time, especially good hitters, you work really, really hard to get 1% better. Well, if you're working really, really hard taking all these swings to get 1% better, but every time you swing, 10% of the power you're creating doesn't go into the ball. It's sort of like a you know six in one hand, half dozen in the other kind of feeling where instead of taking one step forward and then following that with another step forward, it's one step forward and then one step sideways and then one step back. It's a great tool, very durable. They're $49.95 a dozen. And as Don mentioned, if you want to get them for Christmas, you better get the order in pretty quick. It's getting quick close. It's getting close. Um, I'm pretty sure that the, the post office is uh, starting to get stacked up pretty good with packages. And here now that we're getting to Thanksgiving, uh, it's going to get crazy pretty fast. We all need to get those cards in the mail, right? Yeah, definitely do yeah. it if you're, if, you're, if you're planning on getting them anywhere. Right. All right. So $49.95 a dozen. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website. Make sure you go ahead and uh, get that uh, order in and we'll get them sent out to you right away. So, Don, did you know we just had the uh, November early signing period for softball? So uh, the second Wednesday in November is the first wave of kids who will sign scholarships for next year are eligible to sign. 
And, you know, many, many kids signed. I saw all kinds of stuff on social media, lots of signing parties and celebrations. And I think that's a really cool thing, something that we want to always be paying attention to. But the, did you know I wanted us to throw out there for all those players that maybe didn't sign yet, that are still looking, still working on getting recruited, please don't panic. Please don't freak out. Um, there's still a lot of uh, dominoes to fall. There's lots of pieces of the puzzle still to be fit together, and you still have opportunities. You just got to keep working and keep grinding on it. I was going to say, Tori, with the with the portal as well, the coaches right now might be saying, hey, you know, we're full, our roster's complete. You know, in a blink, that changes, just like you're saying. And uh, again, there will be spots open. There will be things shifting and moving. And, um, and then there's really a lot of time, too. And you know, to play this spring for those kids that are leaving their junior year, play this spring and summer, I think is going to open a lot of doors for them. Right. And yeah. I think that that's the the moral to the story that we wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, yes, it's super exciting. And I understand when, you know, there's a little bit of envy or a little bit of jealousy if you see somebody else signing or or maybe even somebody signed to a You're school feeling that you that were pressure. hoping to. Yeah. Um, feels a little bit like left out, but the reality is there's still lots of opportunities. And, and I'm a firm believer that, uh, um, you know, if you keep doing your work, the the opportunities are going to exist for the, you. The right spot's going to open. Yeah. All right. So, Don, that's going to take us to our listener question. Our listener question is sponsored by Magic Mind. We talked about them in the intro. Want to make sure that uh, you take full advantage of the uh, discount code and you go ahead and get your order placed. It's www.magicmind.com slash fastpitch. Use the fastpitch20 uh, discount code and it's going to uh, uh, help you save on a subscription and a one-time purchase. And again, we're really excited that Magic Mind is sponsoring the listener question. So our listener question comes from Steve. And Steve uh, was very enthusiastic in his praise of a tournament that they went to. They played in a big showcase tournament in Jacksonville. It's called the Backward K. And this, this team has been there several years. And this year he moved back uh, down to 16 and under. While he was impressed that a lot of college coaches were there, he was really shocked that none of them seemed very interested in 16 and under. Now that he, he dropped back down to a, a younger daughter right. who's playing now in 16 and under, his question is basically, why are the college coaches ignoring 16 and under when a few years ago, 16 and under was where all the work was getting done? No, I know that is interesting too, Tori. And, and we've seen over the past few decades how it kind of transitions and um, shifts and moves where the interest really is. And I think that uh, with the portal, with, you know, all the latest recruiting scenarios that um, the older kids are getting a lot of the attention. Right. Well, and you mentioned it earlier now with talking a little bit a few seconds ago about the signing periods that right now softball recruiting has changed and is changing like right before our eyes. And I think that it's going to be a while before we can actually look at these trends and know for sure what it means. But my honest opinion and, and trying to answer Steve's question is, you know, a few years ago, all the emphasis was on recruiting younger players because most college coaches felt like they had a pretty stable situation. You know, you could Good look at your roster yeah. and if you had, you know, let's say four or five kids in a class, you were pretty sure that all of those kids were going to stay. Right. And so your, you know, projection was, you know, what, what are we going to need when these kids leave, you know, in two or three years? And so, you know, a lot of us were watching much younger players trying to figure, you know, find the play, players that would fit in you know, two, three, four years down the line. And now the big change is, and we've talked about this quite a bit with the transfer portal and everything else that's going on. I think college coaches are... Got to be ready. And, 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 but they're in a whole different mindset now. So I think they spend a lot more time now convincing the players that are on their teams to stay. 
if they think they're going to lose a player who's on their team, they're looking for a transfer type player, a portal kid to fill that spot right away with another experienced college player. Then I think they're trying to pay extra special attention to the older kids, the kids that are going to be high school seniors and freshmen in college so that they know more about kids who might be potential transfers in a year or two. Sure. You know, or to maybe be a player that uh, can fit right in as a freshman, you know, that uh, that could fill one of those spots that they now need to fill at the last second on their roster. Tori, as you're describing all this, my mind is just racing and spinning and yeah. it's like how do you manage this as a coach yeah. because it's just crazy. Yeah, I'm 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 I, so I, happy I'm not coaching I, now. I want them signing contracts saying that they will stay for four years because I'm going to work my tail off for them. Right. I'm going to work very very hard to try and make them successful. And if making them successful makes them attractive to a, a portal transfer, uh, how does that work? Right. Well, and that's you know the I guess but uh, you know to get back to Steve's question that that's all part of the this challenge, right? So. Because it's so easy for players to leave, look players older, are leaving more look often. At the older ones, right? And yeah. so it just has totally changed the perspective, I think, for the college coaches. So, second part of the response, and and you know, this is something I would tell tell Steve and everybody else, especially now if you're coaching, you know, a travel team with players that want to play in college, the emphasis on them marketing themselves, contacting coaches, being really proactive working really hard to create relationships so that coaches are interested, I think is also something that's going to be amped up. The younger players who really want to get noticed and get seen and have coaches invest time to come to see them are going to have to do much more to show that college coach that it's worth their time to come. You know, whereas in the past it might have just been, you know, send them an email with a, you know, with a, a copy of the schedule. Now it might have to be convincing that coach that you really love their school and you really want to go to school there and you're 100% committed and you know, that's where you want to spend, you know, your, your college career. You got to send videos, you got to send, you know, more information that's going to, you know, pique that coach's interest. And, you know, my gut feeling is, you know, from not really having uh, the whole backstory on, on Steve's situation, but I'm guessing this was an opportunity for him as a coach now in this changing world to kind of learn and think about, well, a couple of years ago when my daughter was 18, all she had to do was send her schedule to five schools and those five schools all showed up. Sure. To now, his younger daughter is going to have to send the schedule and the video and a lot more information and work a whole lot harder to convince those coaches to come because the the landscape has changed so much. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> going to be interesting to you know watch how time changes some of the story because it's exciting but right. challenging. Yeah, and yeah. so and so for Steve, you know the the biggest thing is you know the it, we're, we're in a world right now where the rules to the game are changing right before our eyes, and I think you know the fact that you're asking questions is a good thing because it's going to set you up to. Hopefully, you know, help your players now navigate. But it's you know one of those crazy things, you know, that uh, you know all the so-called recruiting experts out there they're saying, well, you know, this is how we did it. Well, how we did it even three years ago might not work as well now. And if that's how we did it ten years ago, or twelve years ago, or twenty years ago, that might be totally outdated compared to where we're at now. No, it's exciting. I'm glad we're chatting about it, Tori. All right. And Steve, uh, thank you very much. If you have questions, comments, ideas, suggestions, things you want us to talk about, make sure you send us those emails in the same place that you send the Player of the Week nomination, fastpitchprep at gmail.com or everythingfastpitch at gmail.com. And uh, Steve, your uh, T-shirt's on the way. That's going to take us to this week's edition of Paige's Power Play. Hey, it's Paige here, and I just want to talk about what one year of mentorship looks like in with me in my programs. Um, I am so grateful for my girls like Kalia 
who do the work. And I'm actually going to share a little clip with you from Kalia about what that one year of mentorship was like for her. And I mean, what I see was knowing she found and figured out and learned how to handle failure, how to shift her mindset, how to understand and create real confidence. And that's helped Kalia in more than just her success on the field, but in her happiness in life. And that that's a win-win. So here is that clip. Hi, my name is Kalia Jensen, and I worked with Paige for a little bit over a year on my mental game. When, during the time that I spent with Paige, I learned so much about myself and how I can better approach certain situations that brought on quite a bit of stress. And when I met Paige, I was going through kind of a rough time mentally with playing softball, and I just was really down on myself, and she really helped me to flip that around. One of the biggest things I learned with her is that it's the best thing you can do is to slow it down. So whether that's in life, whether that's in softball or whatever else, slow it down. Focus on one thing at a time because you can't plan the future perfectly because you don't know what's going to happen. Mistakes are going to happen. So focus on one thing at a time and that's how you're going to become so much stronger with whatever you're doing. Also doing this helped me to kind of look at the bigger picture and realize like, hey, it's a game in the grand scheme of things. It's really not that serious. So that really helped me quite a bit. And one of the differences I noticed with working with Paige compared to a lot of other people is that Paige is going to stick with you for the long run. So I worked with Paige a little bit over three years ago now. And still to this day, she reaches out, checks and see how I'm doing. And I know that I can reach out to her whenever I'm struggling and she's going to help me. So that's one thing I really, really appreciate about Paige. All in all, I just want to say thank you, Paige, for giving me so many tools to overcome things mentally, because I probably would not be playing now if it was not for Paige. So thank you. I just want to let you guys know, I have a few openings before the end of the year in my program, The Confident Athlete. You can you can check that out at on my website, www.pagetons.com. And if you have any questions or want to hop on a phone call, I would love to chat with you and see what this looks like for your daughter. And folks, I know I talk about Paige every week. You know, I, I love the fact that she's willing to share the tidbits of information and the thoughts that she shares with us on the podcast every week. It brings so much knowledge and, and opportunity for all of you. Uh, but the big thing is we want to want you to support her programs. You know, again, we were talking about uh, Christmas shopping for a softball player. Every player that has a parent or coach listening to this podcast could benefit from some of Paige's programs. You know, the, the number of kids that are playing this game that are really confident and believe in themselves and do not struggle with any of those things is a pretty small percentage. And so we want to make sure that we're doing everything we can to help all the players that are playing have more fun, enjoy it more, and, and have more success with it. So again, it's pagetons.com. So Don, our leadoff segment is sponsored by Elite Sporting Goods. Elite's located at 905 Grayson Highway in Lawrenceville, Georgia. Phone number there is 678-377-0270. You can also contact them at EliteSportsOrders at Yahoo.com. Anything you need, bats, balls, gloves, uniforms, uh, they've got this uh, slick new uh, machine where they are able to create their own heat press uh, logos and uh, different things. The technology now is crazy. They did one uh, the other day. They took a photograph and ran it through the computer, ran it through the machine, and what came out of the machine looked like the photograph. No kidding. It wasn't wow. like rough and and, <clears throat> and sketchy and hard to read or anything else. I Pixelated. Mean it, yeah, no, it looked like the picture. And 
So if you're, you know, want to do something, opens the doors. For, Get creative with for, it. For, for much more color, much more combinations, you know, many more things in a logo or whatever. And it's a pretty cool thing. So, so again, that in, res- in that respect, Tori, it doesn't matter where you are, right? Right. And they can, can ship just, it. Yeah. Ship it anywhere yeah. in the country and, and they can do some really cool stuff. Again, make sure you support the folks at Elite if you have any needs at all. So now one of the things that we see all the time, I get this question, you know, when we look at the NCAA rules in regards to recruiting, that they have terms about a dead period, a quiet period, sure. an evaluation period, and all these different things. And sometimes what those words mean don't necessarily always reflect, reflect what, what the yeah. situation really is. You know, when we talk about a dead period, if somebody said, hey, it's a dead period to me, that would mean absolutely nothing. I would think, yeah. Well, that's not really true. So we're going to, uh, over the next uh, couple of uh, weeks, sprinkle in some of these discussions because I just think it's a fun thing. It's good so, knowledge. Right, yeah. and so we're just wrapping up what's called an evaluation period. So on the division, and the division one schedule and, and calendar is a little bit different than the division two and division three. So again, uh, for all of you that have players that are in the recruitable ages and, and trying to figure this stuff all out, want to just talk about the today for NCAA division one softball evaluation period. So here is what an evaluation period means. No in-person off-campus recruiting contacts shall be made with the prospective student athlete during an evaluation period. So in-person and off-campus. Those are the two things about that statement that we want to make sure that everybody's really understanding. So, when, And when you say in contact, does that mean just verbal? It means face-to-face. Right. So, And and it also applies to the parent of that player. They're allowed to come watch? They can come watch. They can yep. be at a showcase, but they can't you know, sit down with Engage. you after the game and have a conversation, yeah. that kind of thing. What does it mean... When uh, we're in an evaluation period, coach can call or text. They can send emails. They can have in-person contact on campus. So if you go to a camp during an evaluation period, you can sit down and talk to that coach, get your picture taken, all that kind of stuff. You can do an official or an unofficial visit. You can go on campus for you know camps or events. You can go on campus for uh, evaluations, you know, like uh, you know uh, showcase events and things like that. You can go to an off-campus event, uh, uh, showcase, or, or camp, camp clinic, yeah. but the coach cannot interact with you once you're there. Off-campus. Right, it's because it's off-campus. So if, you know, let's say Georgia Tech decides to do a camp on campus and in an evaluation period, at, for all the players that go to Georgia Tech and are on their campus, they can have in-person, face-to-face conversations. With them. But, so let's say that camp is on Saturday. On Sunday, the Georgia Tech coaches go to Woodstock to Twin Creeks Park. Sure. And they're doing a camp. They can be there to evaluate. They can be there to instruct. But that same player cannot have that same conversation with that same coach because now they're off campus. So don't be alarmed if they don't engage again in conversation. Right. And again, and I think that's part of why this stuff can be so confusing because, well, I just talked to you last week. It was cool. Why can't you talk to me now? Why why are you giving me this, the cold shoulder? shoulder. And so I just think it's important uh, to make sure that we uh, are understanding these things a little bit more. And so an evaluation period is a period of time when it is permissible for authorized athletics department staff members to be involved in off-campus activities designed to assess the academic qualifications and the playing ability of the prospective student-athletes. So it's supposed to be like I'm going shopping, but we're not interacting while I'm shopping. Right. I'm going looking, and I'm I'm doing my 
you know, due diligence. I'm, I'm watching you play, but this isn't supposed to be where I'm making the sales pitch. This is supposed to be where I'm just doing the deciding if I'm, if I'm interested or not. Hopefully that will give our, our listeners a little bit of insight. Now we'll talk about dead period and quiet period and all that stuff again in, in upcoming weeks. One of the things I didn't want us to do is to try to explain them all at one time, because then it all starts to blend together again, and then all of a sudden, it's like, well, it's a dead period. That means we can't do anything. Well, no, that's not what dead really means. And, Tori, to talk about this stuff, I think, is good, because it is kind of, I guess, frustrating for athletes when coaches act a certain way. We read things into that, and we react to them differently, and it's kind of an emotional thing anyhow. And to, to not understand or know why they wouldn't engage in conversation, they're here, so shouldn't they be able to talk? Right. It's kind of important for them to know. Right. So and, is, and especially because... good and, info. Yeah. You know, like we used the example, you know, if you've been to a camp, if you know a coach, if you're on a first name basis, if, you know, if you were standing in line at the concession stand, that coach could walk up to you and say, hey, Don, how you doing? Sure. And then... That same coach is standing five feet away or three feet away. And you is, know he is, sees me. Right, and yeah. is doing everything humanly possible to make sure that they don't talk to you. Right. Like, well, what did I do? Did I offend them? Did I hurt their feelings? Did I you know, play badly or whatever? And we just want to make sure that we start breaking some of that stuff down because the number of kids who I've seen be visibly upset because somebody couldn't speak to them thinking that it meant something negative when it didn't mean anything at all. It's just, too, it's too many. We got to start to share the knowledge a little bit more. And most of the time the coaches are pretty cool about saying, Hey, you know, this is dead period or whatever it might be. Right. Right. And they'll, they'll share with you, yeah. you know, what's going on. But, but technically, yeah. and here's why, and again, in but this, other coaches are watching them right. and even that's, say, I can't talk to you, but right. they say, well, you were talking to them. Right. And that's where this all gets so hairy right now. Let's say you and I are two different coaches, two real rivals. We, you know, maybe you don't even like each other. We play each other, you know, six times a year, and and boy, we're watching the same player, right? And we're both trying to recruit the star pitcher, you know, from from our state. I would and, love for you to be ineligible, right? You, yeah, and all of a sudden, you know, she walks up and and you know tries to give me a hug and say hi, and while that's happening, I'm trying to dodge and and, and as, as nicely as I can say, say, you know, hey, you know, no offense, please don't take this the wrong way. But I cannot talk to you here. You know, and they're like, well, what do you mean you can't? I, like, I cannot talk to you. And, and all I of a sudden, just, it looks like we're having a conversation. I just saw you chatting with her. And, right. Yeah. And, you, and you whip out your phone and you're videotaping me talking to her in, an, uh, in a situation where I shouldn't be. Now, hopefully that doesn't happen very often, but it could. And so that's why yeah. we just want to help people understand you know, that uh, you know, the college coaches know their rules. But if you know them too, that's going to help you, you know, avoid some misunderstandings and maybe avoid some embarrassment or you know, ill will or whatever just because... You can uh, still we, smile and wave. Right, and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But uh, again, so we're going to keep talking about these over the next you know, several weeks just to you know, make sure that we cover all the bases so that people are as knowledgeable as they possibly can be. So now that's going to take us to this week's cleanup topic. Our cleanup topic is sponsored by Pinnacle Power Butter. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to be sponsored by Pinnacle Power Butter. It's a nutritious snack that every athlete should have in their bag of tricks. It will allow you to get a great snack, something that's healthy and nutritious, all natural, and goes a long way towards making a ball player a better one. And Tori, our listeners can get their Pinnacle Power Butter at PinnaclePowerButter.com, and they can place their order there. Again, that's PinnaclePowerButter.com. If they use their promo code of EFP10, they can also get a 10% discount. And we're really excited that they're on board with us. Products are great. We've used them and tried them at home. The whole family loves it. 
And again, make sure you take advantage of that EFP10 discount. It's a great way for you to save on your purchase, but also help to support the podcast. You know, just like we talk about some of our other sponsorships you know, where they're offering you a discount code, sometimes that helps helps the podcast at the same time. And so you know, we love the Pinnacle Power Butter and would hope that you will take advantage of that EFP10. It's another thing you can add to the Christmas list. No doubt. All right, so Don, found this on uh, social media the other day and I thought it really hit home because I think it's something, uh, this was posted by Brian Garrett Ketching. Um, he does uh, a lot of online stuff. They've got a, a real, really you know, uh, big presence on social media. And it looks like the article or this published by Reformed Sports Product. But this is the quote. All it takes is one negative comment in the car or at the dinner table to plant a seed in your kid's head that they don't have to listen to their coach. And from there, your kid can become uncoachable, a bad teammate, or both. It doesn't take much to sabotage teams' chemistry. And I want us to kind of talk about that because that's something that, first off, I know sometimes it sounds like you and I are just two old coaches and all we think about is what the coach think of, you know, that parents are bad and umpires are bad and all these other people are bad and coaches are some sort of, you know, saintly beings that should be revered and loved and, and all that kind of stuff. But the reality of it is, you know, having spent so much time in the trenches with teams, trying to build teams up and make them successful, help players be successful, that some of these things that we talk about are not meant to be coach good, parent bad, but just to help everybody understand the impact that some of these things are having and can have on whether or not a team is going to be successful or whether or not your kid's going to have fun playing on that team. The offhanded comments, you know, and, and we all get frustrated. There's a million decisions that get made in every game and every tournament. And, you know, we just want to make sure that it doesn't turn into something that could be a really negative impact on the team or on your player's relationship with a coach or teammate. I think that's a good point, Tori, because I know that it happens for sure. But as a family unit, often we don't talk about things in front of our kids at home. And that's, I think, very important because it does make them wonder and worry and, you know, have a whole different perspective on different situations. And for us to kind of take that same concept to our softball scenario, I think probably would go a long ways in regards to, uh, just like you said, the the fun or the excitement that the kids have when they go to practice. If they're already going there kind of with a, a little bit of a wall or a block up between them and their coaches because of what mom and dad said on the car ride home or just even to them, it's like, oh, you know, the coaches are crazy. That's just you know, not a very good drill or whatever, right. whatever it might be. I think that that can, just like you're saying, create a, a, an ongoing situation where we're not really getting as much from practice as we should be, you know, and then that could spread from that player to the next player. Yep. And it's like, Hey, you know, I, mom and dad kind of know what's going on. And, and they say that our practices are terrible. Right. You know, or they're, you know, it is what it is. We're getting a chance to go out there and to know that we're learning something from everybody, even if it's how not to run a practice, you know, we're learning something to create a negative environment that sabotage a team is really sad. Right. You know, so, I mean, we, we just got to have some, some guidelines and some, some rules and, you know, Hey, I'm going to talk about it, but I'm only going to talk away from the kids. Right. Well, and, and, you know, the thing that, uh, you know, I always think about is, uh, for the most part, a lot of what starts these kinds of situations is not necessarily even something that's meant to be mean-spirited or, or destructive. It could be, well, why didn't he bunt then? It was a bunt situation, and the coach decided to let her hit her hit, and she hits into a double play, 
you know, of course, you know, the, the easy thing is, well, why didn't he bunt? Well, maybe he thought, you know, that this girl couldn't bunt, or maybe he thought that it was better to, you know, try for a big inning or she whatever. She had a really hard be. time bunting at practice. Yeah, Nobody or, saw or, that. But, or or yeah. she's, you know, white hot. And, you know, the reason that it was a double play is because she hit the ball 400 miles an hour and it went one hopper to the shortstop. And, and she was like a half a step out of the batter's box and the ball was already, you know, at second base. So the reason we wanted to, you know, bring this up for discussion is we know that those kinds of things are going to happen all the time. And, we live in a in a time and place now where I think you know kids are listening to things differently. They are less predisposed to the you know I listen to my coach and I you know that's who that's who the expert is and there's so many experts in their lives and so many people telling them different things that where you know we grew up if 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 my coach said I want you to go stand on your head in the batter's box and swing with your feet. No question, you my, did it. And I didn't do it. My parents would have like gone nuts on me when I got home. Why didn't you listen to your coach? Well, he wanted me to do the stupidest thing that's ever been done on us on a baseball field. Is he your coach? Well, then you do what he says. And that was, you know, a crazy example, but that's the you know the world we grew up in and so for a lot of us old coaches, you know, we kind of have that inclination to think that that would be a cool thing. Now kids are surrounded by experts whether it's social media influencers or, you know, talking heads or, you know, the, you know, the take masters on ESPN or all these different, you know, things that are much more interested in creating controversy than they are necessarily answering a question or, or solving a problem. So, you know, they're already leaning in that direction. So then they hear mom or dad in a, in a casual thing saying, well, I just don't think your coach did a very good job today. Well, so, then that turns into, well, my coach must be an idiot. So, and if they make bad choices that mom and dad are talking about, then when they ask me to bunt then in the back of my head, I'm saying, is this really a good idea? Right. Uh oh, and then I pop it up. And it's like, well, I knew it wasn't a good idea because right. coach never makes good good calls. Yeah, the the, the coach messed it's his me up. fault. Yeah, it's the yeah. coach's fault. And so again, and and if our goal is to set our kids up for success, putting them in a position where they're always going to have that mental gymnastics going on about should I do it or shouldn't I? Should I listen to my coach or not? Is my coach right or not? Is my coach doing the right thing or not? Is not a place that's going to lead to any kind of success or the team, or the individual player. You know, and we spend a lot of time, you know, talking about Paige Tons and her programs and all this kind of stuff. Well, a lot of the reasons that I think players struggle so much with confidence and having fun and believing in themselves is because there's so many places in their lives that they hear nothing but negative about everything. Your coach is an idiot. You know, the umpire sucks. You know, the other team's coach is a jerk. Your shortstop's not a very good player. And all of a sudden, that stuff just starts to add up to like, well, why am I doing all this if everybody that I'm doing it with is bad at what they do and, and you know, incompetent and all that kind of stuff? So it's just something I want us to throw out there for, for discussion. And you, you know, talked about it earlier, you know, that there's things that you don't talk about in front of your kids because you know it's not something that they need to hear. Well, we need to add more about what's going on in their sports life to that list of things that they really don't need to hear. You, you know, if you're really frustrated with what your daughter's coach is doing, be frustrated. That's okay, yeah, but don't, don't share, share it with, it with your kid. And don't create a, an escape route for your player to always have somebody else to blame because you decided that you, know, you wanted to vent about how frustrated you were with your coach's strategic decision. Because they connect the dots right. to that, yeah. yeah. I always try to turn this around. And so how would I feel if I was a parent and, you know, somebody in my kid's life, every time, you know, they heard about something that happened, your parents are wrong. You should smoke. Your parents don't know anything. It should be okay for you to use drugs. It's okay for you to, you know, disrespect your parents. So, you know, when your parents say, do your homework, tell them to 
off and you do what you want to do. Mm. You know, I mean, if from a parent standpoint, I'd want to punch that person right in the face. Right. Well, from a coach's perspective, you know, there's a lot of that stuff going on, but because it's, you know, my daughter's softball career, we think it's okay, but it would be wrong for somebody to say that about her, all the other things, you know, drugs or alcohol or, or schoolwork or anything else. But it's all part of a bigger picture that I think kind of leads to the same outcome. And so we just wanted to make sure that we're understanding, you know, that, you know, what reformed sports parent is talking about in that uh, little blurb. Be be mindful. Is something we all have to pay a little bit more attention to. And because it doesn't take much and we're all suspect for doing it or all all prone to fall into that trap. So we want to make sure that we start to think about what we're saying a little bit more before we say it. Very cool. All right, so down our action coach coaching tip of the week, Coach John's going to talk to us about employee development and how that relates to the world of business and the sure. world of softball. Hey, Coach John Davis here. Today, I want to talk about employee development in businesses, and the good parallel is what we do as coaches when we work with our players. When you think about your player development, we're thinking about what their goals are, where they want to play, and we also think about what the team is. So it looks something like this. We bring in a player, we do a tryout, we decide that they have the abilities to be on our team, and we probably think that they're fitting in a certain spot. However, as they start practicing with us and playing with us, we realize that maybe their skills are better or weaker than we thought in certain areas. It could be speed, it could be throwing, it could be hitting, it could be hitting for contact, getting the bunt down, pitching for location, pitching for power, control, catchers, it's blocking, it's throwing arm, it's quick release, all those different things that we assess players on. And we think about, well, they need to be better. They need to improve in a certain area. But what we don't realize is we're probably also doing it within the, with the confines of what the team needs. There may be players that you realize aren't best at the certain positions. You have, you're trying to develop somebody else for that position, right? You look at the team, you look at your needs, you're looking at the skills and the ability of the player. And you're looking at the motivation of the player, more than likely. And then you're going to give them drills. You're going to give them practice. And you're going to give them feedback. Along the way, you're probably going to be looking at what, are, what other options there are on the team. And sometimes we have to look outside of our team to find the best fit. Uh, sadly, free agency is part of travel ball now, too, or college ball or school ball, whatever it may be. So, you know, okay, that makes sense. I understand that from a softball perspective. What does that mean from a business perspective? Well, all businesses, big and large, need a career development strategy for their their employees. Uh, It's going to make or break their financial livelihood. So what does that look like? A key item is what are the company needs? What does the company need from the people that you currently have? Look at your organization, specifically in the chart. Look at the current people and look at the future state of the company and what it's going to look like. And then think of the needs you're going to need in that environment. Of course, you're going to do employee skill assessment. And then also you're going to look at the employee's aptitudes, the aptitudes and their motivation and their personal goals. That's the next part is personal goals. Are you trying to develop somebody for a leadership position that doesn't want that leadership position? Or is there somebody who doesn't realize that they could have a leadership position? They probably think it's, you know, sometimes people don't think that they're capable of doing it when you as the owner or the leader can see that. So you're looking at their goals. Again, you're looking at the market environment. Can I develop this person or are there a lot of these skills outside that would be easier and faster to bring in? Or is this skill that I think I need now, am I going to need it later? Or at the flip side, 
maybe it's it's not a big issue now, but am I definitely going to need that later? Do I need that skill later? Third-party assessments. It's good to get a second set of eyes. Sometimes coach one will ask coach two, hey, what do you think about this player? Okay. In softball, we're seeing third-party assessments on speed, power, running, etc. You can do the same thing in, in business. Uh, there's things like disc assessments, motivator assessments, leadership assessments, competency skills, EOQ, things of those nature. What are the third-party assessments that you can use to validate your assessment of the individual's skills? Then, of course, there's training programs. What are the training programs that would be necessary to develop that player in softball or that employee? Understand those programs, those options. Find the right program. Maybe start small, see how the program fits, and then, and then expand. Is it better with a one-to-one program, or would you prefer to have a group program? There's programs of all nature. We offer them. Uh, there's people that specialize in certain skills and practices that can offer training as well. Also, make sure for a career development program to be a business career development strategy to be effective is you want to think about your culture and your values. You want to make sure that your culture and your values are in line with this type of development. Or is this development part of a way to transform your culture and values? If so, you're creating change by focusing on career development. So what do you need to change about your values and your communications and your actions that are going to build that environment for the person and the employee to develop. And then finally, you want to do regularly scheduled reviews. That's of the employee, that's throughout the organization, obviously, but also of the business and of the training programs. Is it working? Are people getting better? Is the business performing at a higher level? And once you've done that, you're ready back to go back to step one. What are the company needs? What are the company needs now and in the future? And so on. So those are some key items that that I see for an employee development program that you can put into your business, just as you would put it in your softball program. All right. So this is Coach John Davis. I work with business owners who want to transform their business. If you want to work on your business or you know somebody who would like to, just a short 20-minute call, we can get started, talk about their business. If we end up working together, I make a donation to Fast Pitch Prep and the Fast Pitch Prep Podcast. So we can keep this thing going. All right, John Davis, now is always a great time to get into action. All right, so that's going to wrap up number 294. Please make sure you support our sponsors, the Anderson Bat Company, Magic Mind, Bidinger and Styles DDS, Elite Sporting Goods, Pinnacle Power Butter, and of course, Action Coach. Make sure that you go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch, become a patron. And again, thank you very much, Dalton Bragg, our newest patron. We really do appreciate you coming on board. We really do appreciate your support. Go to the fastpitchprep.com website and order your Square Cuts training discs. You also have access to the YouTube channel and the blog posts. Make sure you reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com with questions, comments, ideas, or suggestions. So for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis, this is Coach Tory. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.